my name is Stephen Downey and you're very welcome to episode 19 of the Mindful Living Guide podcast. This week we are in for a right treat. Uh, for anyone who caught the episode of Master in Your Mindset podcast with Jayanne Walsh on Monday, you will know that I appeared on that episode and in this episode, Jayanne is appearing on the Mindful Living Guide. It's a great conversation um, about just positive mindset and how we can help ourselves by focusing on the positive. Jeanne is a fountain of knowledge and an amazing coach. She shares a lot of tips that uh, come from her work with her clients as well as some of the workshops that she's done in the past. And it's just a really nice episode. I'm really, really proud of it and I hope you enjoy it too. So sit back and enjoy this week's episode of The Mindful Living Guide. Very welcome to this week's episode of the Mindful Living Guide. In this week, I have the pleasure of speaking to a fellow podcaster, Jayanne Walsh, who many people will know from her Mastering Your Mindset podcast. Jayanne is an executive life coach who helps professional women to stop listening to those negative voices inside her head in order to unlock their full potential. Jayanne, you are so welcome to the Mindful Living Podcast. It is lovely to be here and it's always lovely but slightly nerve-wracking to be on the other side of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> we were just saying that and I, I always feel the same as well. The um, Listen, I, I really enjoyed it because um, this is going to be a part of a series where we're going to appear on each other's podcast and uh, yes. so the, the tables are going to be turned on me as well. Um, Absolutely, so, so you better it, be nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. Maybe uh, maybe you should have gone first. <laughs> but um, Jan, just, just for the audience and uh, the listeners, people that, that might know about you could we give you a bit of a background about yourself yeah so I suppose I have been a life coach now for the past couple of years um as you said in the intro working mainly with women um and I suppose one of the things that really drove me to doing coaching was my own personal development journey I mean I would have been someone who for years would have really struggled with with anxiety with listening to that inner critic too much been racked with self-doubt and I think from the outside people wouldn't have thought that of me because I was able to you know I worked in radio I was able to get on stage I was able to interview people but this whole um second guessing myself the whole time and maybe not putting myself out for things and um, was 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 something that plagued me for a long long time and it was only when I discovered kind of coaching and discovered like how the mind actually works that I was like hang on a minute are you telling me I can change this? Are you telling me that I don't have to, um, you know, be this way? There are things that I can do. So that I my own personal journey led me into going, I really want to help other women do that. Because, you know, you see other women and men all the time that are just so caught up in their heads. And, you know, that light bulb moment that when they realize, oh, hang on a minute, I... I can kind of get out of my head and I'm in control here. So that for me is, is, is where my passion is and, you know, what I do in my business every day. As you said, I'm a podcaster. I worked in radio for years and, and you know, when po- I, everyone has a podcast now at this stage, I've been doing it now about two years, but I just love the medium of radio. I love um, plugging in your earphones and just been in the middle of a conversation and just the power of it. So, I mean, I've been doing my podcast for 
yeah, two years now on and off, but really ramped it up the past year. And um, yeah, it's all about mastering your mindset. Amazing. So that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's actually interesting because um, we also know each other from a group for uh, public speaking that we have. And we kind of just yeah. connected uh, recently and you I said, was it you sent me a message? I can't remember. One of us sent a message on LinkedIn and then I looked back through the history and I had actually reached out to you about a yes. year and a half ago. And mm-hmm. uh, in the comments, I said, yeah, I, re- I really, because um, a friend of ours, uh, Karen Dwyer, uh, has been interviewed and I saw the, the podcast and um, I was just blown away by the the conversations you were having, the type of guests you were having. Like it was, it was funny. There was like, uh, there was, who else did I recognize? Uh, obviously, Jerry Duffy was on it. Um, your first ever guest as well. Um, and Alison Canavan, Alice, and Pat Divoli. Yeah. Yes. Like it was, it was all people that really. <laughs> some good uh, names. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Like it's, uh, and uh, Alison actually grew up very close to where I grew up as well. Um, so it's kind of that kind of connection because I think she was good friends with a, a brother-in-law of mine as well. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, it was all these kind of, as all these little paths coming together. And uh, mm-hmm. when I heard it, I was just blown away about the, um, the power of conversation as well. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I had reached out to you at the time and, Little did I know that uh, a year or two later, I'd have my own podcast and uh, we'd, be, we'd be chatting about it. Um, so if you don't mind us touching on actually your, your own journey, actually, because, um, you know, you said you, you, you came to coaching and you, you learned so much from it. But what was the JN before that? Um, what was life about when, like many other people that maybe listen to this podcast, experienced that self-doubt? Oh, gosh. Um, sometimes I kind of think it's like two totally different people. Um, like, you know, when I look back when I was growing up, there, there would have been a lot of um, kind of anxious women in my family, not in, a, not in a really bad way, but just, you know, oh, God, what's the worst case scenario that can happen here? And, and those kind of things can really seep in, you know, um, and, and they did. Um, and I was very much I, I always said to people that I should have actually been a risk assessor because I could look at a situation and I could tell you like the worst possible thing that could happen in that situation. So I used to always joke that I should have been a risk assessor just because my tendency was always to go to that what if thinking and like, you know, what if this happens? What if that happens? Like the most dramatic, you know, things. Yeah. And that was kind of how I what the, the worst possible yeah. scenario is. Completely, <clears throat> excuse me. And that was kind of how, you know, I lived my, I lived my life and I would, um, I would go down this kind of catastrophizing and it would be really like debilitating where you would get really panicked. And there's a, there's a, there's a, a I suppose a, a time in my, in my mind, I was working at a time years and years ago. And uh, I remember being in the, in the office and just being so um, worried and stressed about, I can't do this job. What am I doing here? Blah, blah, blah. And I remember like, walking over and back across the floor like you know really physically like in a state and then it would disappear it would go away but I just found that that was how I dealt with things I, it would be a couple of hours or it could be a day or two where I would be so heightened so you know it would naturally really disappear then it would just just fade away it would just fade away you know um and as I said to you like I kind of thought well that's just the way I am that's just the way this is how I react this is where my mind goes and I suppose it was only when um, I was diagnosed with MS that I, I suppose, really started to look at my life a little bit differently. And like, I mean, for me, like hospitals, injections, doctors, that was like a huge trigger point for me, you know, um, 
the, like the family would always joke like if I was going in for a blood test they would say like oh here come the twins because I would be in that much of a state you know and I didn't think I could control it and you know as a child it's you know your fear but this was carrying on into my adult life like I, I went in for a colonoscopy a number of years ago probably 10 years ago at this stage and pretty much even though I was sedated I fought them off <laughs> so that would tell you how yeah. like you know um anxious I was about the whole thing but as I said it was only when I was diagnosed with MS um, and it took a little while to for that to happen that I and, and I suppose that kind of coincided with my own kind of personal growth and development and going okay well hang on a minute you know my thoughts don't control me I'm not my thoughts how can we you know kind of learn to live with these thoughts and not have them um really control our lives you know it's it's because it was very debilitating um and you know as I said I I I worked on that I did you know I really kind of just stopped and tried to to listen and challenge the thoughts something I'd never done before like is that really true is what I'm thinking here really true could this happen well if it could happen how would you handle it how would you deal with it you know whereas before I would have just given into the panic of oh my god this is going to happen this is it da 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 but it was through the challenging of the thoughts that really helped me and it's actually something that I literally was only talking to a group about just earlier on today about just that bringing curiosity to our thoughts because Mm -hmm. oftentimes that um we can get swept along in the river of thought just the undercurrent of whatever is going on in our mind and by just bringing that little bit of curiosity and ours is just to step back and maybe just observe the the thought process and um have a bit more control over over what's actually happening in our mind which is mm-hmm. it's fascinating it is and, and to say as i said like that you are not your thoughts like i i did a workshop there i think about three weeks ago now on a saturday um and it was obviously an online workshop but you know even just separating yourself from the thoughts that are inside your mind you know like kind of you know there was an analogy that i used where it's like you know if you think of a bus like a double-decker bus okay and you are the driver of said bus Okay, and you cannot control the passengers that come on. Okay, and you know, we'll say the passengers are your thoughts. So, your passengers, the, you know, the, the thoughts they, they, they'll come, they'll go, some will stay around, some will be lovely, some will not be lovely, some will be mean, some will, you know. But what doesn't change, the constant that, that doesn't change is you and the direction that you're going. And I think if you can see your thoughts as something that comes in and comes out and you might not have control over a thought landing in your head. Like if I said to you, think of a think of a panda juggling red balls, you're going to think of a panda juggling red balls, yep. you know. But Absolutely. you can you can control how long I suppose they stay around for. Yes, and and definitely stay around for unchallenged. So I feel like when I kind of learned that, that was the game changer. That was definitely when absolutely everything changed. It's um, it's it's such a powerful concept as well that um, like we always say, like you are not your thoughts. You know, it's mm-hmm. it, it's um, it's a powerful, powerful thing. So, have you? Would you practice like that, that's a, that's a concept from mindfulness that of actually bringing that curiosity. So, would you would you practice meditation or mindfulness then yourself as part of your your own routine? I would meditation would be my go to at night because yeah. I find I'm a devil like so many people. Like I get my best ideas when the second the light goes off best ideas in the world come to me like I like I could have no ideas during the day and then at night I'm like and the husband could be lying beside me and I'll go do you know da, 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 da? and he's like 
seriously like he's the total opposite like head pillow gone and um, so so I definitely would I would find do it more for like winding down but I think in my day-to-day life um one thing that I find really helps me and, and I wouldn't call it mindfulness I would literally call it I suppose just being present and it's, it's, it's quite physical like I'm not saying I'm doing jumping jacks or anything but oh, yeah. it would be very much like I'm going to tune in to the sounds around yes. me I'm going to take a minute or two to just say what can I hear you know and and you know it's it's funny when you do that you could be sitting in the same room all day and hear nothing and then that minute you just go oh there's a bird there's a th-, you know and it's it really does bring you back or I find senses for me like I, I would kind of go okay feel the chair beneath you like so many of us don't feel the floor or the chair that supports us throughout the day and it's amazing when you actually go okay yeah that's the you know the chair supporting my back and it's under my legs and my feet are on the floor and you know even like the sensation of of the clothes on your body and that for me doing those two little things definitely the, the hearing can just kind of stop time a little bit for me and I find that that is something that I would do it's something I do with my clients at the start of every coaching session because I know they might come to me and they might be after coming from a meeting or they might be trying to organize the kids or they might be trying to and and even though they're here they're not really yeah. here yeah so it's, it's like a, let's it's, yeah. let's arrive and let's let's actually yes. bring ourselves bring ourselves to yeah. to be present and of course uh, as we're all online nowadays it's, it's even harder as well because you have those mm. external extraction or extra <laughs> those distractions that um Mm-hmm. that are around us like whatever room that you're doing that call in you may have had an argument in it earlier on that day or there might be like residual energy there that you just mm-hmm. need to let go of and so mm-hmm. I, I just think that that is amazing that um mm-hmm. that to to actually ground someone at the, at the very start of a session so if, mm-hmm. if if someone comes comes to you for for work uh like that um do you do you work on a, on a long-term program or is it kind of a one-to-one basis or how do you yeah. help your clients it would it, uh, like a lot of it is one to one. As I said, I delivered a group workshop there the other week, which was really great. I, I was so nervous about doing it, and we'll talk about you know, as I said at the start, about the self doubt and everything that creeps in. And it was funny the um the 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 topic of the uh, webinar was stop overthinking and doubting yourself, and I found it really funny that here I was coming up to it with all these techniques, and the day before I'm sitting there having all these doubts. But it's it, it I suppose it goes to show that we're all human, and that's one of the points that we're in the you know in in the workshop is that you know embrace that self doubt as being part of human. Like no matter you know how confident someone appears, you'll always get those, unless you're a complete narcissist, but you'll always get those doubts in your mind, but it's been able to kind of push through it and, you know, to kind of use those tools and, and take action so that you kind of, that self-doubt isn't so loud. But a lot of my work is yet yeah, one-to-one. And I mean, the thing is with coaching, I would do maybe like a one-off kind of session. I call it my power hour session. So say something is really troubling you something's on your mind you want a bit of a plan to go away with and work away with and it's just the hour and perfect and you know so that's those sessions but a lot of the time it's the three months it's the six month programs where it would be one session a month because you know as I always say this this is a journey like you wouldn't expect to go to the gym and lift up you know a weight and come out having a six-pack unfortunately Stephen it would be amazing (laughs) if we could but it's the same with It's the same with with coaching and personal development. You know, you, it, it, it can take a while, you know, um, but that's all part of it. And you'd be so surprised, like people love just having that space for someone just to sit in front of them 
and listen. And what I get all the time with my clients is they, you know, I'll be listening, I'll take notes and, you know, do, you know, coaching, but they'll be thinking and they'll say, I never actually knew I thought like that. So it's actually the most powerful part of it, I think, is actually letting people hear what they really think. And that for me is when, you know, I literally get tingles up my spine. Like I physically get when I see someone having a bit of a breakthrough, because I can tell you, Stephen, you know, give you advice and this, that and the other. But and yes, it can help. But coaching isn't advice. It's 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 finding out what you think, what is the best for you, you know, and I know people sometimes go to coaching, go, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And that's not what and it's that's about. Okay. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, as I said, you can, you know, you can give advice, you can offer advice, but the most powerful transformation is the one that you kind of stumble upon yourself. It's the one that lands when you discover it. So me as a coach can guide you along the way. Um, and, you know, as I said, having those, seeing those breakthroughs um, is why, I do what I do and why that when I finish the session I walk out of this office and I'm just like on air because I know what it's like to be some you know be in a place where you think nothing can change and when you actually go oh my god it can change there's something powerful in that it is and there's a key word that you said there that um, I was about to say myself and I just love it is that it's all about a journey you know, there's mm. so many people that they see someone who is on the outset, like we said, it might be internal, but on the outset, they might look extremely uh, successful and everything might be going well for them. And they think it's one step to get, well, if I just do all the right things, I'll get over to there. But it's mm. not really like that. It's about a journey. And mm -hmm. just like you're saying, those, those long term programs of three months or six months where we gradually kind of just mm -hmm. just soften around the edges of what we're working on. And mm -hmm. then suddenly co come through to the other side and, and, and realize what what really is working for you. And uh, mm -hmm. I just I just think that's 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 amazing. The, um, yeah. so if and, and there will be setbacks, you know, and that's the thing that I was laughing when I was when I was doing the, um, you know, putting the finishing touches to the workshop. And, and on the Friday before, like I'm literally having these major doubts going, oh, my goodness. And then I kind of uh, probably lasted for about an hour and then I kind of caught myself and, and, and shared it with the people on it going, guys, you know, this is this is always going to be a work in progress. Something will come up in your life and you're going to have to dig deep and you're going to have to use those tools, you know, whereas other things in my life, not that I don't give them a second thought, but, you know, I, they don't impact me as, as much because I know a lot of clients would say like, oh, I, I'm, I don't want to do the work, you know, or they'll be like, look, I've done this tool now twice. Am I not cured? You know, and it's like, I wish, I wish I could give everyone and myself like a, a magic pill for, you know, not listening to your negative voice, but that's, that's not how it works, but it does get easier. The more you do the work, as you know, your brain remembers this amazing thing, neuroplasticity, it, it connects the dots and it becomes easier. But, and I suppose that the recovery from a, a, a bout of negativity or negative thinking, self-doubt is, is maybe shorter. You can pull yeah. yourself back from it quicker. This is it. You like you're, you're, you're building up a history as well in, in, in your mind of success. Mm. And mm -hmm. there's a, an awful lot. I've, I've talked about it in the past where um, people put up um, these um, charts in the wall of what they want to achieve and their goals and everything, what's, what they want in the future. But often something just as powerful is putting up your achievements on the board. What, what have you succeeded in in the past? And just giving your brain 
the ability to look back and say, hey, yeah, it might be good right now, but look what you achieved in the past. Look what you got mm-hmm. you. Look at those dark days that where you didn't see a light at the end of the tunnel, but a light came gradually. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, like you say, it's, it's building up those responses within, within your mind uh, to get there. And that's there. it. Because I think nowadays we're all so quick. We're all so focused on the future and the future and the future and what's next and what's next. Um, and I had a, had a session with a client recently and we did just that. Like she had done so much in 12 months um, and I said to her if you could go back if you could be like a you know an individual in the room to tw- you know you 12 months ago like what would you tell her what would you can you believe how far you've come and she was like no like I would have killed to be where I am right now um, and I was like absolutely you know and it is it's so important to to stop and celebrate the wins the big things the the little things you know and really just to kind of pat yourself on the back and go, yeah, you know, because we do, we, we do have to be, I think, especially now much more compassionate um, to ourselves, first and foremost, because we are all living through a time that is just absolutely bananas at the minute. And, you know, some days are, are tough, even for the most mentally strong of people. Um, and, you know, I suppose celebrating those achievements and what you are doing in your life is so, so important. Absolutely. And, if there was somebody who is struggling right now in those moments and within COVID, um, what kind of practical advice would you give them uh, for, for seeing a way out? Yeah, I suppose it was something I, I talked about. I, I kind of took a break from, from social media last week. I just was like, you know what, I just kind of need to process everything and just kind of live my life. What is it that, that kind of people would like to hear from me, you know? Um, because I was always someone on my podcast who always said, you know, in January, the brighter days are coming, guys, you know, let's keep firm. And, um, and that is hard now at the end of March now. And it's, it's, you know, as we talked before we come on, it's, um, it is, it is a tricky time, but, but I really do just think, just feel the feels, like feel the feelings you're having of, you know, frustration, of anger, of sadness, um, and do something nice for yourself, you know, literally be, and don't beat yourself up, you know, because I think a lot of people are, oh, why aren't I going out and doing my 10K? Why am I sitting here on the couch having another bar of chocolate? Why am I, you know, and it's like, we're not getting these kind of endorphins that we used to get, you know, like there's no, like life is so the same. And I love a walk, Stephen, I love yeah. a good walk, but even now I'm like, Jesus, can I walk somewhere else now? Like I'm like, yes. well, I walk on the other side of the road. So it's a yeah. different experience for my brain, yeah. you know? And, and, you know, we're, we're missing that, you know, we're missing that those feel good hormones that we get when, when we meet up with friends or whatever, you know? Um, so I think it's just so important to, you know, be nice to yourself and to say you know and and maybe like I'm not saying go you know on the couch and Jesus have 20 bars of chocolate but if you want to do that that's fine but maybe don't do it every day but just yeah just be kind to yourself as I said we've never experienced this even all of the tragedies and all of everything that's gone on in life you know and you know our grandparents lived through they they had each other I suppose to lean on this is very isolating you know um so even like back, you know, back there, I don't know, this might sound stupid, but like, you know, living through the wars and all that kind of stuff. Yes, it was horrendous. But that sense of community and family was very much there, I would imagine. Whereas now, as I said, we're very isolated, you know, and just before we came on, I was watching the news and Jesus nearly crying looking at it because it was the first day of the, um, the, the, the nursing home visits, you know, and like looking at these elderly people, 
in their 80s 90s you know being on their own um it's, it's just heartbreaking you know so I think just do whatever you need to do to get through it and just be kind if you need a nap during the day take a nap if you know if on a Tuesday you want to get a takeout do that if you want to have a movie night on the Wednesday do that you know just just find life's little pleasures really that's that's all I would really say I think that's amazing advice and it's it's so important that like we like whatever is going on for you at the moment that we just don't beat ourselves up you know mm, it's yeah. um Jan there's the question I ask every uh, guest that I got on the uh, podcast because I always love the diversity of what the answers come from and mm. um so I always talk about mindful living I talk about mindfulness and we've touched on many of it right now but yeah. for you personally like what do, if I say the term mindful living to you what does that mean in your life mm. Yeah, and I was thinking a little bit about this. Um, yeah, what does it actually mean? Like, I suppose, obviously, it means in the present. But for me, it is so about being in the moment. And I'll tell you, I suppose, a little story in terms of, of being more mindful in my life. It kind of gave me, um, stopped me from feeling so afraid. And I'll explain why. Because as I said, when I was diagnosed with MS, um, obviously, as you can imagine, there's lots of poking prodding like you know lots of 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 hospital visits and all that kind of stuff and as I said I was the type of person who if I knew I had say a blood test three months down the line I would think about it every night and you know have fears about it and but um being more mindful of being in the present and one thing I would have always said to myself since I kind of found out the diagnosis was it's not happening now so I wouldn't kind of let those things steal my joy from today. So say even like a simple thing, like if, if I'm, like say when I was doing my workshop, as I said the day before, I was nervous, but I'm like, do you know what? I prepared all I can. It's not, it's not happening right now. Because you kind of, you know, when you're scared about something, you're, you're kind of living in your brain things, so oh, it's happening. You know, the same, you know, so, but it actually being more mindful gave me the opportunity to just, yeah, really, just live in the joy of of the day and not let the fear of as I said something big like a hospital appointment or a procedure take over my emotions for the day I hope that makes sense um, I don't know if I'm explaining does. it right no it, but... it does it's like because there's so many people and it's actually only recently actually um I'm doing a, a, a course about teaching compassion and mm. uh, one thing we talk about is the concept of uh the double arrow or the multiple arrows uh, that uh, we talk about in Buzzum. And it's about basically that something might happen, which is the first mm -hmm. arrow, but mm -hmm. our thoughts and our rumination will happen over and over again. It's like we're shooting ourselves over mm -hmm. and over again in the same wound with multiple yes. arrows over and over again. And it's about mm -hmm. trying to just come back to what exactly is happening right now and mm -hmm. like you're saying, it's it's not it's not happening right. It's it's this what what is happening now for me? You know, not not mm -hmm. three months down the line. Not three and, months uh, down the line. And not, not to yeah. worry about and, it. And, and that's so helped. As I said, my biggest one of my biggest fears in life, from going back from a child, was to have to get a lumbar puncture. Now I know what I was even thinking about this. I remember um, as a child we had this talk on meningitis, and they talked about this. And since then, probably about seven or eight. I had this fear and lo and behold, you know, in my late 20s, I had to get one. And this was a huge fear for me. And I would have done some meditation and mindfulness and, and worked with a meditation teacher. And it was her that kind of helped me with that mantra of it's not happening now. So being able to bring myself from the future 
um, and into actually the moment just it just gave me back some of that freedom and I remember when I another time I, when I was training to be a coach one of the other coaches on the on the course she um, it, it was something we discussed her her parents were elderly and when we were doing a coaching session she said how she's always thinking about something happening to one of them like what will happen when some of one of them dies how will they look after the other and I remember just kind of saying to her like but it's not happening now like like it's I'm all for getting prepared like yes. what if this happens okay how will you react but yes. she was genuinely living through yeah. it and the body doesn't know the, the body, doesn't the know body the does not know the difference and I remember saying that to her your brain because she was really sad and I, I was like no wonder because you are actually you know one of your parents getting sick this is how you're thinking about this every single day and your brain is thinking oh my god here's here's these sad thoughts sad times happening and I remember months later she came to me and she was like that just resonated with me that it's it's, it's not happening now you know we can all plan for it um but when you have that plan then it's time to really question that thought and be able to park the thought of okay I see a thought you're coming again this horrible thought about one of my parents getting sick but I have a plan for that or you know as much as you can I know as best as I can right now how, how I'll handle it. So I don't need to dwell on it. As you said, we don't need to ruminate over it because it's actually not doing anything to serve us. And that's a question I always say to my clients, like, is that thought serving you? Is it serving you or is it creating like negative emotions in you? And I think that's when you kind of go, okay, well, the thought is not serving me. What is a better thought? Yes. Yep. And as I said, it's, it's what we opened this conversation with about challenging those thoughts and, and yeah, just, just challenging them because for so long, as I said, Stephen, and, and I'm sure so many people listen to this, let their thoughts go unchallenged and believe them all to be true and just kind of feel like this is just the way I am. But if it is impacting you in a negative way, um, there is something you can do about it. hundred percent. How is this serving me right now? And if it's mm -hmm. negative, just try and let it go. Mm -hmm. the, uh... As I said, that the passengers on the bus, the thoughts are going to come and go um, and accepting that, you know, as I said, some will linger. And that's that's the thing about thoughts. You know, it's 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 not the thought that's the problem. It's how long it actually sticks around for. Yeah. So, as you said, if you're ruminating over that thought and it's with you, whatever the thought is and it's not serving you and it's not you know there, there, there's no kind of solution or there's no yeah it, it, it's just it's just going to have a negative impact on you so yeah. you know the worst thing you could say to someone is oh just you know get over it like that's that's not what oh, it is yeah. but you know you can as I said you can challenge and you you can control how long it sticks around for it's not easy no and you can even be an observer be like okay thought I see you there. Ne negative Nancy. Okay. You think I can't do this. That's fine. Listen, I'm, I'm going to get on with my thing. You, you can stay there for, you know, you hang around there, but you're not going to impact me, you know, and then just watch it fade away. And I always say like, think of your thoughts like clouds, you know, clouds pass by, they come and they go, you know, and, but sometimes when you're in the middle of the thought, you think I'll never stop thinking like this. It'd be so hard. So hard. Mm. But you can. Jan, I think, I could talk to you all day long and um, <laughs> there's been so many amazing points for all our listeners there that I think will really benefit them from. And I really, really appreciate you coming on on the podcast. Um, if anyone actually wants to follow up with you, um, mm -hmm. obviously they can they can follow your your uh, your podcast as well or they can follow you online. Mm -hmm. But do you want to give a, a few ideas of where, where people can find you? 
Yeah, absolutely. I am active, apart from last week, um, on social media <laughs> quite a bit. Um, Jayanne Walsh Coaching, so it's J-A-Y-A-N-N um, Walsh Coaching, which is where you can get me on Instagram. Obviously, the podcast, Mastering Your Mindset, is on you know all platforms, wherever you get your podcast. Or you can just visit my website as well, which is jayannewalsh.com, and you can find you know ways to work with me and just different bits and bobs there. But they're, they're the best ways to get in touch with me. Oh, fantastic. Jayanne, thank you so much for all the um, unbelievable advice and for coming on the show. Um, thank you for being on the Mindful Living it's, Guide. Yes, it's my pleasure. And as I said, you made it totally painless. So thank you so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm only thinking great. about um, our next episode to record where um, I'll be in the hot seat. So um, I know you'll be fantastic. Ho- but thanks for okay. having me. Oh, I really appreciate you coming on. Jayanne, thank you so much. Thank you. And as we said, I was in the next episode of the Mastering Your Mindset podcast, which is out last Monday, and uh, you'll be able to catch that on all good podcasting platforms. And uh, I hope you enjoyed it. It was really interesting chatting to another uh, podcaster, and uh, but someone who is a fountain of knowledge um, about coaching, about advice, about mindset. And I really hope uh, you got something from it. As always, just connect with me leave comments and uh, let me know what you think um it's uh, it's always great to get feedback from the listeners i've uh, i've really enjoyed this episode like i said and um if you get uh, some value for me you feel like sharing it please do so uh, you'll see all of our social media and um our page mindfulliving.guide where the episode is always shared from the show notes. By the way, thank you to, uh, to the people who have taken the time to leave a review on Apple Podcast. It's really, really heartening when uh, people take the time to do that. Uh, some of the reviews we've had, uh, one from John Byrne said, great tips and ideas on how to simply implement mindfulness into your everyday life and stay grounded during our busy days. Uh, Christine Mella said, I really enjoyed this podcast. It's informative, positive, and encouraging so if you have a review that you'd love to leave uh, i'd really encourage you to go to uh, apple podcast and if you look up the mindful living guide or if you just follow the link to apple on our show notes page you will see where you can leave a review and it really makes a difference to getting the podcast out to as many people as possible so thank you so that's it this week for the mindful living guide and our episode in conjunction with jan walsh of the master in your mindset podcast as always, we will be on Insight Timer on Sunday evening at 8pm UK and Irish time. I'd love to see you there. If you follow me on Insight Timer forward slash, slash Stephen, S-T-E-P-H-E-N-D-O-W-N-E-Y, you will see my feed for Insight Timer. And if you click follow, you'll get notified of all of our live sessions on Insight Timer meditation app. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening in and being part of the Mindful Living Guide.